Lunatic Fringe here, Callie, your host. Long time, no catch up. Anyway, um, I've noticed, um, if you never listened to my podcast before, the irony is you probably will never hear it again. (laughs) Well, you may hear the new ones, but not the old ones. For some reason, I somehow erased all of them, which isn't necessarily the worst thing, because it was my first attempt at having a podcast. And some of the things we did on Lunatic Fringe is basically these are stories from the edges of music and media in and around uh, Chicagoland. So that's what I kind of like to focus the stories on. Um, Today we did a nice field trip to one of my favorite hotspots in the city. I call it a hotspot because it's a hotspot for me. It's called Dusty Groove and it's over on Ashland and uh, it's a music store. And I thought it was funny because it's like Sunday afternoon and I'm just driving around. I worked a little today. I have a hair salon, but I do hair. And so I got off work and I was like, my treat was going over and getting some CDs. And it's always so good to go over there. And I got some really kick-ass shit. So, I mean, I got this one that I'm really excited about. That again, see, these are why you go to a record store. Some of this stuff I would have never found otherwise. This one's called Technicolor Paradise. It says it's like rum rhapsodies and other exotic delights. It was a musical cocktail born in a marketing meeting. Two parts easy listening, one part jazz, a healthy dollop of conga and drums, drums, a sprinkling of bird calls. It goes on like that. And basically, I've also heard it called like Bachelor Pad Lounge. So the irony, here's the irony of my life. I started working on sort of like a travel guide. I was going to hand it out to my clients, um, like a list when they went to Oahu of like places that locals like to go where you had to kind of know um, before you went to Oahu. Because I used to always hear these people and they would talk about Oahu and be not as enthusiastic as maybe some of the other Hawaiian islands. Well, my brother's lived there for 14 years, so I've been going there for a while. And he's got all these, like, great haunts. And I recall the first time that I went to Oahu, I could have cared less whether I went back. I mean, I just wasn't... To me, it was kind of like going to Miami Beach but paying a lot more. And it was a really long plane ride. And I just... I didn't see you know, the uniqueness of it. Well, because I didn't know better. And so my goal with my little handout was to help people who are visiting really enjoy Oahu and it's like specialness, it's history, it's pop culture history. I mean, so much of the reason that we love, that mainlanders love Hawaii is because of all the TV shows and stuff that were filmed there and the music and all that stuff. So needless to say, I started having these little stories that went along with the, um, you know, with the little map of the places that I would tell people stories while I was cutting their hair about places I've gone there. So then they really liked the stories. And I thought, you know what, I'm a writer. Maybe I should just, I don't know, figure out like a book. So 
Anyway, I, then I was going to write, you know, an insider's guide. Long story short, it ended up being an action-adventure novel that I'm going to be publishing very soon, hopefully within the next month. Um, I've been working on it for about four years, and it's called um, Permanent Vacation. And uh, so I'm really kind of excited about it, but it's really gone through like, so much of the world changed since I've been working on this book. And people are actually, I found all these communities online and stuff that are really into tiki, exotica, cocktail, lounge living. Um, It's like a lifestyle thing. So, I mean, I was really surprised about that. And then I got really into the music end of it. Of course I did, because if you know me, I'm a huge crate digger. I'm always like looking for new sounds and it can be new sounds that are old sounds, but new sounds to me. And I found all this like really badass, cool, funky lounge music that, you know, I have to admit every time I listen to it, I think, oh, I wish my grandpa Tom was still around. My grandpa Tom looked like Orville Redenbacher. I mean, your classic nerd you know, and, and he married my grandma who was like really gorgeous. So I was always curious. She said his sense of humor hooked her, but there is a more, uh, sordid tale, but that's for another podcast. And it is a story from in and around, uh, Chicagoland area. Cause that was in Northwest Indiana, right over the border. <laughs> anyway, my grandpa would have loved this stuff because he was, once he went to Hawaii, they went on this big trip, probably at the kind of the height of Don Ho and Hawaii Five-0 and stuff. I want to say it was, a, you know, the early 70s because I was really little. And um, so they came home and I mean, it was all Hawaiian all the time. My grandpa could not get enough. The tacky or the bad. And to be honest, to be really honest, when I was a kid, some of this tiki, mid-century modern stuff, I thought was really tacky. I mean, a lot of it was like plastic and polyester. And I remember we went to the Polynesian Village in Disneyland, in Disney World, actually, the one that's in Florida. And I mean, I liked it and I really thought it was cool. But there was part of me, too, that I was like, I don't know. I was on this like road to sophistication, even though I was only probably 10. Um, I was like thinking more about Paris and Europe and being all swank. And so this kind of thing really was the exact opposite. And, and it was funny because all these years later, so many people will go to Hawaii and they want to go to a tiki bar. Well, I got some news for you. Hawaiians don't really consider all that like tiki schmaltz they're seen. To them, that is a totally contrived mainlander white person thing. That is a howley. There's your new word for the day, a howley. That is a white person from the mainland. And so they don't really consider like the, the kitschy tiki stuff their jam. And then there's a lot of Asians who also live in the islands. And they consider it kind of tacky. So they aren't really, so if you go to the islands, trying to find a tiki bar has always been a little challenging, but I'm here to tell you there, there's cool places that are the old time, kind of like what you would consider that you'd want to see in a tiki bar, like Buzz's, B-U-Z-Z, on Oahu, 
is a really cool place. You can get yourself a Reuben. So there you go, Mainlanders. I, I got a Reuben there. It was delicious. My brother and I ate a couple of Reubens. And they have, it's like kind of dark and airy. And they've got every kind of memorabilia, like really cool surf pictures and just lots of nostalgia. I mean, it's just a good time. So um, you may wonder, hey, this is Stories from the Edges of Music and Media, Chicago. How'd this happen? Well, I'm here to tell you, I get off on tangents. But since I'm from Chicago and I just bought this wonderful soundtrack to remind me how much I like Hawaii, I thought it was a good time to blend it all up like a fine frozen cocktail. So anyway, um, yeah, so that's that. So Dusty Grooves, I went over there today, found a bunch of really good stuff. Like my needle right now is stuck on kind of 80s Euro new wave disco. I'm really into it. That's kind of my jam. And uh, so needless to say, I'm on the hunt. I'm really on the hunt for that. And now I'm on the hunt for a parking space. And I think I found one. Awesome. Because you know what my other hunt is? Nachos. I freaking, I could eat nachos every day. I told you I was going to get off on tangents. It's like, I, I live in Rogers Park. And there is no better place for Mexican food, besides Pilsen, of course, than Rogers Park. I don't even know. I mean, I go to Pilsen a lot. But I swear there... I got to have a special place in my heart for Rogers Park because not only do I live here, but I swear I know all the Mexican restaurants. I go down Clark Street and I just sort of like become addicted to all of them. Like for a while, I could not stop going to La Choza, especially during um, quarantine and stuff. Excuse me. They were open. I mean, these people have my kind of work ethic. You know, a lot of people close down. A lot of people couldn't make it work. They had to shut their doors. Hey, I understand. It sucked, you know. But Lechosa was like, damn it, we're going to stay the frig open. And they did. And they did a lot of carry out. And that's how they survived. But when um, you could finally have people in, you know, they definitely, you could. And it's nothing. It's not a fancy place. But a friend of mine who's Mexican was the one who told me about it and said, oh, this is like one of my favorites. So I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's going to be my ref, you know, my recommendation. So anyway, needless to say, there's another place called Tamales and Tamales. It's so good. And it's just called Tamales. It has an orange awning. Um, I can't think of the address. It's also on Clark Street, but I can't think of the cross street. You'll just have to look it up. The best damn tamales you're in fact you know what i'm feeling it in my soul oh you know what i wanted nachos so i guess i'm gonna stay parked i'm gonna try this new place out today across the street because i see them and i see them really humping like you can tell they're really trying to get people in so i feel the need to support my neighborhood and go eat some nachos and i'm gonna go look at the rest of these cds we're gonna keep this podcast real short and i'm gonna end with some real style and music here that has nothing to do with lounge. This is a track off of Tokyo Dreamin'. It's called Self Control. I'm not even gonna begin to pronounce the name of the guy singing it. 
you're just gonna have to get the CD Tokyo Dreaming and enjoy it for yourself. That's Lunatic Fringe, over and out. I got puppies to walk and nachos to eat.